Welcome to part one of a very special presentation of Craig and Friends. Ask Craig and Chrissy. Make believe, it's not pretend. We might be ill, but we're on the mend. It never stops, it never ends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. Welcome to Craig and Friends. It's a very, very special day on Craig and Friends because we are bringing you Ask Craig and Chrissy. And I say we, of course, because who is with me? The fabulous Chrissy Chapaka. Hey, Chrissy. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, just living mm-hmm. in a pandemic the best you can live at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Just uh, living, not needing men being hot and living your full fantasy yeah exactly you get me you get me (laughs) (laughs) well you know lots of people responded they have a lot of uh pressing needs that we have to fill so many so many (laughs) i'll do my best listen i'm i'm no professional i'm smart but you know you know so if there were any questions about how to like balance a checkbook or cooking i removed them because i don't think either of, the, of us could really assist them no cooking listen i like grew up on microwaved meals i don't i don't know the first thing about cooking i make people cook for me <laughs> <laughs> is there one thing that you make for yourself um <laughs> oh, I've I've had that dish. That's a lovely exotic dish. Yeah, it's so so good. A lot of times, it's the like midnight. Oh shit, I need to eat, and I order something. <laughs> yeah, I know that move as well. I actually took a walk to pick up food the other day. That was a big breakthrough. Wow. Which uh, yeah, walking. That's huge. <laughs> Me, I'm like, mm, do I pay that extra like twenty bucks on DoorDash? I shouldn't because I have to pay rent, but. I do. <laughs> right, because you got to eat, right? Everyone can yeah. relate to that. You got to eat. It's important. Very important, as is romance. And that starts us off with Ellie Babbitt's question. And Ellie wants to know, how do you flirt with girls? Because they always take everything as just a friendly compliment, like, no, 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 I'm literally in love with you. What do you think about it? <laughs> <laughs> that, ooh, Ellie, Ellie, that is a tough question. I, okay, so I, like, recently had, like, come out and been, like, comfortable in, like, my sexuality as of, like, May, Mm -hmm. like, and so, but I still wasn't sure, you know, I was, like, I don't know how to do this, like, kind of the same thing, I'm, like, I don't know how to flirt with girls, girls are perfect, (laughs) and, like, I'm, I mean, like, I know I'm perfect, but like, um, yeah, but how do you make perfect talk to perfect in the way that you know that you can get something that's perfect and like women respect you, you know, and like, I want, I want to be respected and like, it's difficult because it is like, where's that, that boundary of just like, you're saying like, oh my God, you're so pretty. You're gorgeous. No, like I want to make out with you. Like, (laughs) no, I'm, that's what it is. And so that. I think, though, like, in my experiences with, like, flirting with women and it, where it's been not just, I've been in that phase so many times, they're like, you're pretty, you're pretty, hi, hi, phase, but, oh, I guess just, like, talking to them as a real human being, like, I feel like that's how you get anyone to really 
know that you're interested, like asking about them, like trying to genuinely understand who they are, how they walk around in this world. And I don't think like, yes, that can be platonic. You can talk about that stuff with your friends, but like, I don't know. I feel like really diving deep into that person, like really trying to understand them, having those deeper conversations about just whatever it is. It really is the best way I think to flirt possibly with women or anyone that's not a man. Cause it's <laughs> not just, it's not just kind of face value. It's like deeper. It's a deeper connection. I'd say that has been my experience at least. Um, but also I haven't had the most experience as maybe somebody else has. Cause I'm still like, new to it navigating the uh landscape as it were yeah and navigating my like yeah my comfortability and like where that was especially like summer i didn't i don't really know still i was like i know i like women (laughs) but like i don't know how to do this and then like you know as time has gone on i'm like okay i get it i'm i'm pretty sure i know how this works but also i don't fucking know ever (laughs) (laughs) but you know it when you feel it which is not really the most helpful thing but it it is in a way because i Mm -hmm. recently uh, i realized i was queer a few years ago and that's when i started realizing oh sometimes i talk to guys differently than i talk to other guys and Mm -hmm. weirdly that made flirting with everyone easier yeah. And I just noticed that, like, you sort of click into something. But I guess if they're asking, how do you know if they are on the same page? That's a tricky one. I guess that is tricky. I guess just seeing their level of interest with you, though, like how far that that goes. Because, like, you can do so much and try to get to know somebody and talk to them. You can try your hardest, and some people are not going to be receptive to that. And, like, it is nothing against who you are or, like, your inner beauty or whatever but maybe it just doesn't click on the same end and sometimes we just have to accept that and like keep going so I guess it's really paying attention to how the other person is talking to you and not worrying if the person likes you but worrying if you like them I think yeah that's a really good point because you can get too hung up on that and then not even present the real version of yourself in which case you're exactly. not going yeah and you're not going to get too far with that sort of thing exactly so it's, so it's tricky ellie so good luck report back yes let me know <laughs> <laughs> and now we move on to insert cringe name here okay sure well i'm fine with that are you all right with that oh totally <laughs> good and their question is what's a good sex proof lipstick oh boy listen I'm still on the search <laughs> to find the sex-proof lipstick. They're, okay, the one I wear, I would mm-hmm. say, is my favorite sex-proof lipstick, favorite whatever-proof lipstick. It's the Maybelline Liquid Liner. Mm-hmm. Um, It's kind of like a funky texture because I think it's kind of a little sticky in a way, but that's good because it's not going to just slide off like a gloss or like a regular lipstick you're putting on. It doesn't like get all over your face. When I wear a mask, it stays. I put that mask on and I take it off and it's all there. Mask proof, sex proof. What more could Mm -hmm. you want? Sex proof though. Like it'll come off. (laughs) Like I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But ish. So it's, it's, yeah. Like 
it's halfway. Depends yeah. on how much is happening, I guess. I- <laughs> <laughs> right. Certain activities, no problem whatsoever. Other activities, yeah. well, you can't really guarantee it. Like, it'll probably fade a little, but you'll have a little left, a little residue left. The, all you need is a residue, particularly yeah. if uh, the activities are fulfilling enough. Who cares at the end of the day? Who cares? Don't <laughs> worry about it. You're beautiful. <laughs> Isabel Buxton would like to know, how do I reach Chrissy's level of swag? Swag. Ooh. I'm It's swaggy. true. You're loaded with swag. You're loaded with swag. You have a uh, an abundance. Do I? I'd say Stop it, you. <laughs> <laughs> Me? <laughs> Stop it. El- you know, back to Ellie. Use some stuff like that when you're talking to a lady. There you go. Mm-hmm. Be genuinely interested. That's the first thing, right? I know we're yes. skipping back to an earlier question. But, but I think still. just be genuinely interested. And like, whatever it is where you're feeling good about talking to someone, you're feeling your most swag-filled, turn that on inside. The, yes. Uh, to borrow a line from Neil Diamond, uh, turn on your heart light. <laughs> and then, yes! Yeah. And I noticed <laughs> that uh, something about the eyes. There's something about the eyes when you're talking to someone and you're just speaking in kind of a flirty way that's not outwardly flirty because sometimes people make the mistake of being too... Like, go for the intense pickup. Thing. Yes. Oh, God, yes. If it's too, like, I feel like especially with women, you know that's there. Like, or anyone, I guess. But, like, there's that feeling and you just know. And if you're not, if you're like, I'm giving you a lot of this, like, feeling. Like, I'm not really feeling it back. You'd need to just stop. <laughs> like, right, it's right. A, It's okay to accept defeat sometimes, okay? Oh, yeah. But... You know, it's the eye contact. It's the the nonverbal, like, hey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Also, if they recoil from the touch, if you just happen to touch them on the arm, take that as a sign that maybe it's not going to work out. Yeah, yeah. Nicely touched, just a little arm. Yeah, little but arm things. exactly. It could be like a friendly thing, but then if, yeah. you're, if you're trying to work out whether or not they want to go the extra mile, as it were. Yes. Yeah. Body language is is a big part of it too. Yeah, that's that's very very true. There's a lot of analysis online about body language, but some of it gets to be a little too far. Like, oh, if her feet are pointing towards you, I don't know about that, but you can feel it. I think just make sure you're open and tuned into the frequencies of the room and the other yes. person. If you're like genuinely trying to feel what's going on you'll know but if you're too clouded in your head about like oh my god i like this person i'm in love with them like you might not realize that so it's really like taking like i said earlier it's so important with like any relationship what no matter like who your partner is just like wondering like am i worrying so much about if they like me or do i actually like them and that is how I ended my last relationship. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate you so much. I need to go. <laughs> There's so much of us who I feel like really just want to be liked. It's like that validation thing. And I'm sure it stems for many people from very different areas. Like mine is my codependency issue and like my the way I grew up. And so I needed a lot of that love that I wasn't possibly getting before. So even if I didn't like the person, I was like, you need to like me. Like, I crave this. This is what I need. And then I was working on it in therapy and was like, oh, shit. That's like not 
Like, I hate this person and I care about if they like me. Bitch, no, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's also sometimes a thing where we are so like hell bent on trying to make something work and overlooking their negative attributes and excusing it, which is, you know, hallmark of codependency. I, you know, I know all about that. Uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's uh, maybe just as dangerous as anything else, really. Yeah, very dangerous. I mean, that really hurts yourself and puts yourself in like a way more vulnerable position than you even need to be in, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah. it's hard. It's not an easy thing to realize one or get out of two because you can still know it's there and still it can be a hard thing to figure out i guess yeah it's like a knee-jerk reaction it's automatically Mm -hmm. what your system is used to doing so it it takes a lot of mindfulness to overcome that yes and back to the question about how to reach chrissy's (laughs) level of swag i think what we just talked about is a good indication of part of the pathway right going to therapy starting Mm -hmm. to uh sort of drill down into what matters to you and what makes you happy i yes A hundred percent. I think like the only way I could get to this spot I'm in now and like thinking of who, how I was a year ago, you know, just like in a shitty relationship, you know, treating myself like shit and like not listening to what I needed. I think now to reach my level of swag, baby, you need to listen to your goddamn self. Like, your intuition knows, your gut knows, and like whatever you're thinking in the back of your head is probably what you need to listen to. Like a lot of it has just been like realizing I don't need to deal with people that treat me like shit or I don't need to treat myself like shit. Like I'm very capable of treating myself with the love I would love to give to another person. I can love myself that way and it's hard. And like, I feel like I look like I have achieved that and like I'm I'm I've won or something but like it's it's daily like struggle it's a daily thing that you need to work on it's not very easy but it's worth it because I've like never been happier and never felt like more of myself before yeah and that's it that's the key thing and uh really our outward appearance I think is just simply a reflection of how we're doing inside yes Yes. And a lot of people, I don't think really understand that. So they'll go really fast to judge me. I'm like, oh, but like, Chrissy, you're just quote unquote, I've heard exactly how men want you to dress. And it's like, (laughs) that is a whole thing to unpack later. But it's like, (laughs) you don't need to dress for anybody but yourself and I like pink and I like fuzz and I like you know all these things that make me me and the like fun colorful makeup and it's not for anyone else it's for me and like I'm in the day I'm the only person that like I want to please yeah and you know take care of because I have me the rest of my life so I'm gonna dye my hair pink because it's my comfort color <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and we need some comfort right now yeah yeah <laughs> me too basically being the most version of yourself possible is probably the way to get the kind of swag that you're talking about period just don't care babe it's hard to not care but don't yeah because it's a lot harder dealing with juggling all of the 
expectations of others as if they mattered. Yes. And they don't. Like, at the end of the day, people are so much more worried about themselves than they are about you. So, like, maybe they'll stare at you on the street. I get that all the time. But, like, later, they're not even going to remember who I was. So, who cares? And maybe you've inspired them to sort of step out a little bit more than they had before. That that can happen, too. That, too. And because sometimes, um, especially if you're used to the feeling of being looked at in an unpleasant way, when you're then mm-hmm. sort of the, what's the word, a standout attraction in the room or on the street, it takes mm-hmm. a minute to adjust to be like, oh, they're, they're staring at me in sort of an admiration. Right. There's a difference, though. There's the creepy men who stare at you and then <laughs> the enough. people who are like, ah, oh, I love you, <laughs> like something like that, because... And you can tell that. that pretty quick, too. Um, oh, you know. yeah. And now, this brings us to a related question from Clover Neely, who writes, how do you ignore people staring in public even if you feel confident in what you look like? I think... Hmm, it's hard, I think, to ignore that. But also, like, <laughs> I think of myself like I'm this, like, bad bitch, big celebrity. I'm like, yeah, you're staring at me. I look good. <laughs> and I know it. And you know it, too. Like, I went to, um, or I was just, like, walking around. This, like, old couple was um, outside taking a stroll like I was. Yeah. And they were just, like, staring at me. And I was like, oh, my God. I know they're looking at me. And they're like, why did she do that to her hair? Why did she do that? All those tattoos. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you're old. Shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I had a funny moment at the airport when I was coming back from Iceland. And there's a stopover in New York. And I, I don't know what was going on. I just I was having a bad mood day. I was feeling mm-hmm. down. And I also felt like, a sore thumb on this plane full of people. I had stayed up all night the night before to get on the plane. And when I got there, I was, you know, noticed, uh, understandably tired. And it all started going downhill when someone was like, oh, you're going to, I was like, I can't wait to go to sleep. And they're like, but it's 9am. I was like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk about this. And then I sort of felt like I was sticking out, not a good way. Cause I was wearing a shirt. Actually, you know what? It was this very shirt. So uh, yeah, it, I think it was meant to, I was meant to wear it today for a reason. So wearing this shirt, I was wearing this like very seventies kind of hat that I have that sort of slouches on one side. And I, yeah, thank you. And, um, it was a good look. I have a photo of it somewhere, but I just felt like, okay, I feel like Odd, odd man out not the good way then as we were deplaning the woman at security was taking a long time with my passport and it was on going through clear and i was like is everything okay because you know you get worried international travel and she's like oh yeah i just wanted to make you hang around here a little bit longer and she's like can i give you a hug and oh. yeah and it was a full flirty hug speaking of flirting and and then when i got to the the regular uh, security clearance area that someone said like they, I reminded them of Freddie Mercury which you know I'm not I'm not getting carried away I don't think that I do but you know I was like I mustache clearly read queer this is good I like you know, and then I was off on my merry way so sometimes you don't know what people are thinking too right that's exactly true it's just like don't what other people like think is not any of your business you know at the end of the day like it's not your business they're gonna think what they think but like we don't know, so let's not let it affect us. Let's yeah. just, you know, if we feel good and comfortable in our skin, which is one already kind of a hard thing to do, but if you wake up and you're like, I'm comfortable with myself, I feel great, and you walk out, somebody's staring, it's nothing to do with you. It's everything to do with their experiences, what's going on in their head, and that's not your problem at the end of the day. 
Right. And also you can take it one of two ways. If you're feeling the bad stuff just in your head, be like, yeah, go fuck yourself. You know you love staring at <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Savannah G would like to know, what's the most effective way to stomp out the patriarchy? Oh, man. Be yourself. Be yourself. I think that's the most effective way. Don't don't fit yourself into whatever society is telling you. You have to fit into whether, no matter who you are, whether you're a woman, someone who's feminine, like, or whatever, like it, you don't need to place yourself in this box that society wants you to sit in because they want to be uncomfortable with themselves. Yeah. You know, that's really where it stems from. And I think my way of like stomping on the patriarchy is just not giving a fuck, doing what I want to do, not like saying what I need to say. Like, I'm sure I have a lot of opinions that people are like, what? But it's like, Someone had to say it. Somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to be the one to be like, hey, fuck men. Fuck the way we're treated. <laughs> like, fuck this. Fuck football. What the fuck is that? Yeah. First absolutely. of all. Yeah. And also just fuck all these fake, you know, feminists too, who believe that like you can't be a feminist if you wear pink or if you like show your bodies because that's just literal jean skirt feminism, as I call it. And... If you're JSF, comfortable in yourself, it's no good. It's no good. No, it's Can't not stay good. Away. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> because, I mean, just to kind of get into like maybe, I mean, it's similar. It's very similar, but I think it's very important to be said. This look of um, who wear or feminine people who like to show their bodies, and you know these these jean skirt feminists are like, "Whoa, you're the reason men cat call me. You're the reason." unfortunately like women are raped or you're the reason we're sexually assaulted like that is so fucked up in my head because it's like oh you're not you're gonna be like everyone else and you're not gonna blame the man right like that oh that bothers me to a insanely personal level as well because it's just like it's just that whole argument i feel like we've been having forever like it's not what I was wearing. It's, it wasn't what I was wearing's fault for what happened to me. Right. But now all these people who are seeing a lot of beautiful feminine people comfortable in their bodies, no matter what we look like or no matter what we're wearing and they're getting mad and they're blaming us. And it's like, wow, that is very victim blaming. Um, and gatekeeping. Very, yeah. And gatekeeping. Feminism doesn't have to like, what? Like, why are you, it's this like whole, like, like white, christian feminist like cis feminism that people i don't even realize think they realize that they're like talking through that lens right and so i think the best like i was saying like to bring it back to that the best way is just not giving a fuck like people are gonna have their opinions even if it's the people you wish would have stuck up for you or wish would be on your side but as long as you know like you're not hurting anyone and you're not hurting yourself because at the end of the day, if anything's happening, it's going to be the man's fault. It's not your fault. Your mini skirt didn't do it. It's the man's fucking fucked up behaviors that did it. Right. So being authentically yourself and just fuck it. Like it's none of your business. What other people think of you love yourself, go through that self-love journey and continue it every day. 
And step on a man, I think, is the other. <laughs> step on a fucking man. Shut up. They all need to shut the fuck up. I'm done. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs> we move along to Will Truckle, who writes, My boyfriend only recently came out as gay, and I want to help him make the transition as smoothly as possible. How can I best support him? That's an mm. interesting one, because this can be tricky, too. There's this different, is tricky. Yeah, there's different modes sometimes when people come out. It'd be interesting to know what age, too, because mm. that impacts things so much. And also, whether or not the family is supportive, are they a little too conservative? Which is a weird word. Conservative, sometimes I feel like, is the, the, the wrong word. I think shitheads yeah. would be a better one. But generally, <laughs> we can't print that in the newspaper. So, uh, what what I don't, we'll find a, the the right term for that later on. I, I one guess. day, one, one day, one day, run day. But right <laughs> now, we got to figure out uh, what we should uh, suggest to Will for his boyfriend. I think first of all, that is a very like kind question to be asking, like how you want to better support your partner, which shows that to me, it shows that there's a lot of like potential to have just a wonderful relationship. One like wanting to do what's best for your partner because you understand that that's a very incredible, incredibly difficult thing for some people to do. A lot of people to do. I mean, myself included coming out, like I still haven't even like said anything to my family. So like, I get it. Um, I let them just look at my Instagram posts. I was like, you'll figure it out. I think you had an inkling for a while. So, you know, you know, you can ask me at Thanksgiving whenever we can see each other in person again, but (laughs) Ask me if you want, but I don't. <laughs> well, some someone in my family told me to change my last name because they don't want to be associated with me anymore. And I said, "I am Chrissy Shapekovich. Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> wow, wow, someone's mad. Yeah, so, Someone, yeah. And I don't know if that stems from homophobia or whatever it is, but anyway, you can, ne- you can never tell. Too sometimes people get mad at you being a success because they didn't yeah. do the thing they wanted to do in their life, you know, or maybe they felt a kind of way and never pursued it. So it's, it's hard to parse that stuff out. But at the end of the day, who the fuck needs it? Who cares? That's the same, like the same thing I've been saying. Like it's not my, any of my business. Maybe I wish could, you could support me, but maybe that family goodbye. member could change their name. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> you first, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Um, you do it. You're but, an embarrassment to me and my my brand. I don't want you around this. Yeah. Yeah. Period. Uh huh. <laughs> don't be complaining about me talking about it when you're spilling shit like that to me. Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> period. <laughs> um. But with wanting to be supportive, um, I think the best thing to give anybody who needs anything. Period. Is patience. Is you know, being there and listening. And sometimes listening doesn't involve us needing to put in our input or Mm. our story. And like, yes, conversation is great like that. But sometimes, especially when you're in such a vulnerable place and it's something like as serious as that could be, I don't obviously know exactly the situation, really just like being that open space to be like, tell me whatever you need to say, I'm going to listen. And if you want I can, you know, maybe help you feel comfortable with my experience. Like we can bond up with that or whatever it is that you need. I think it's just patience and, you know, letting people feel how they need to feel about it too. But also letting them know that you're there. 
And I think that's one of the most important things, just knowing you have somebody in your corner, no matter what happens, because that is difficult. Well, and that's the essence of support. I mean, that's the ultimate version of support. They know yeah. that you're there for them. And how you, think about how you think of people who are really supportive in your life and model maybe some of what you want to do off of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my biggest like support system is my brother, Kevin. Like, And I model everything like I do for others off of the things that they have done for me. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, sometimes people can get into strange um, head spaces, particularly when they're coming out. And so sometimes uh, your boyfriend might be a little moody unexpectedly, and that might be related to it. Now, maybe not, but sometimes there can be some things where take a, you might want to take a step back and figure out if it's related to that or not. It might not be. It could just be a bad day at the office or, you know, the latte was screwed up. But... It could be. Right. Just, yeah, just giving them that patience and that time to work that out in their head. Because at the end of the day, like, you can only do so much, too. And as long as you're being an open space for somebody and a loving space for somebody, you're doing what you can. And you brought up a really good point, too. There's only so much you can do. And in any journey like that, it's very much up to the person. So yes. make sure you keep your needs clear and present as well because like we talked about before sometimes it's easy to subsume your needs because you're so concerned about someone else yes it's a very easy thing to do so just being conscious of that and it doesn't mean you don't love them it just means you love yourself too and that's important absolutely can't have one without the other yes patreon.com forward slash craig and friends this is where you can go to support the show and get loads of bonus episodes including the new fresh joe black listener questions which is posting in a day or so followed by a few days later the batman returns movie club with joe an epic taping we had quite a good time and it's chock full of uh, <laughs> kind of bizarre stuff other movie clubs coming up very soon. Cherry and Sophie will be joining me for Crybaby. Gabby Dunn for Can't Stop the Music. Taped that one recently. It'll be out soon. You get all the lockdowns, all the bonus episodes, all the listener questions episodes, and so much more. There's also tiers for the Hot Dog Club Zoom meetup, which happens every other week. And there is a reward tier for every budget, from $1 to $100. And of course, the $100 tier is the exclusive territory of the executive producer tier, or she's an executive, to which I'd like to thank Brian Neck and Lindsay Rose, the people's candidate. So what are you waiting for? Head on over there now, sign up, and slide on into the Thunderbuns of Hot Dog Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And then we move on to OK Kiddo Green or O Kiddo, o Kiddo Dog Green. We're going to give them a few names. How about that? Fun, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> or it's O Kiddo Green. And uh, Oki says, Chrissy, how do I get over my ex? It's a year later and I can't stop thinking about him. And then a bunch of sad emojis and a skull emoji. So I guess that, that gives us a sense of how well it's going. Mm, man. That's a tough one. That's o tough. Over a year. That's a, that's a oh. long... 
But but then again, this it's this last year. I think that's what I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And that's harder. Yeah. Because we're stuck. We're not, especially now. I feel like getting over somebody you probably genuinely really fucking cared about is hard because we have so much, so much time to sit and think and like <laughs> yeah. go over scenarios and five billion times in their head and god am i lucky i don't think a lot (laughs) 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 man would that suck um that's really tough um the sitting and stewing thinking about next is just not what you want to be doing right now but there's no way out sometimes and sometimes yeah it's like what else am i gonna do today (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't have anything else on the calendar and i guess i gotta do this guess we'll do that again but that's not healthy. We have, I think we have to recognize that sitting, pondering, what if, what could have happened, yeah, et cetera, really isn't a healthy option. And uh, obviously, without knowing the situation, I don't know if it was a bad relationship or if it was a really great one that just unfortunately had to end. But like, we have to understand that there are certain people that come into our lives at certain times to serve you for a certain period. And unfortunately the universe just tells us like, okay, like that's, that's all you're going to get now. And like, or that's like all you guys could do for each other now. And maybe the universe is like, Hey, work on yourself, bitch. Like (laughs) let's, let's think about ourselves, you know, because a lot of that, like consuming, like, not being able to get over something, I think, is a lot of just the thought, like constant spiral, 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 spiral yeah, thoughts, sure. which incredibly hard to stop. Loops um, and spirals, like we were talking about the other day. Lots of fun. <laughs> Loops, like my my mind constantly, even though I don't really think. It's just always like... Well, you don't have enough energy left because there's all these goddamn loops and spirals happening, right? I can relate to that. real. Yes. So, I don't know. I think... What I would do is block this X on per se, like whatever number. If you're still talking, don't stop talking to them. You're never going to get over them Mm -hmm. if you continue to speak with them. And that might suck, but you got to do it. Um, Also, like blocking them social media. So you not even for them to not see your stuff, because I know a lot of people are like, well, I want them to see how good I'm doing. It's like, cool but block them. Like you don't want to see how good they may be doing. Right. Or see what they're doing at all too, because you can make up stories in your mind. And when we have all this time to sit around and obsess, it's the worst thing in the world. And you know, they might not even be doing that great. And we, it's social media, you know, like nobody knows what's going on behind your fucking screen. Like I post silly TikToks all day. And then later I'm sitting up in bed, like, what the fuck is life about? <laughs> like, we don't right. know. We, we don't know. So, you know, blocking them, stop looking at their social media, stop giving them that energy, thanking the universe or whatever for the time you spent. And if it taught you things, that's fucking awesome. And apply that to whatever you want to do it, whether it's a new relationship, friendship, new home, like whatever it is, like just giving a, a hobby, new energy. Anything. Yeah, giving that energy and putting that energy into something else, I guess. Right, like making a TikTok or trying to figure out working on music, something, anything. Yeah, exactly. 
And, you know, it's not overnight, especially if it seems like if it's been going on for a while, but you're going to be okay. You're going to get over it. Time heals everything, too, at the end of the day. Just might take a little more time. Very true. And, yeah, people are plucked out of your life for a reason, usually, even though it's very hard to see it in the moment. Yes. Yes. In the moment, you're going to be like, what the fuck happened? But I promise a year later or two, sorry, maybe two years. <laughs> yeah, a year and a couple months, you know, something yeah, like that. Maybe, yeah, maybe tomorrow you're going to be like, oh, that was why. <laughs> 30 minutes after hearing this, you're going to see a sign. Babe, you're going to be fine. I promise. I swear. Yeah. Chrissy Shapaka swears. <laughs> That's right. Yep. I'm with that as well. Uh, we can have terrible obsessive thoughts about people once we leave, even if it's been a bad relationship, which sometimes makes it even worse. So if it's the kind of thing where it is a bad relationship and you're beating yourself up about certain aspects or not leaving soon enough, just let yourself off the hook. I have to imagine that, especially in this last year, if it's a matter of also not having sex, that would compound the whole thing quite a bit. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> It's yeah, very difficult. Very difficult. Oh man, I get that. I mean, yeah, I don't know how to get. I don't know how to help you there, babe. That's hard. <laughs> well, you know, we'll all be vaccinated soon, and they say that vaccinated people can hang out with other vaccinated people in private yes. situations. So yes. I'm looking very much forward to vaccination and private <gasps> situations. Yes. Soon, I know that if you go, if you call vaccination centers because there's sometimes they'll have leftovers or oh, right. someone won't come. If you call like an hour or two, everyone listen to this. It's so important. You call an hour or two before um, they close. They might have extra slots. You got to be ready within that hour to go. But yeah, it's worth it. That's what I'm um, currently doing because I don't work at a food service job anymore, so I don't have a like way necessarily to like get it yet right but if somebody you know didn't show up or didn't or they have extras because they will throw those out they're not going to go give them to other people right they have to almost right because of the refrigeration and everything yeah Yeah, they'll go bad so it is important to do it and so we don't have to keep throwing them out you see you thought you'd just get one kind of advice or a bunch of different kinds of advice you're getting all kinds of advice (laughs) on this show see guys i can do things (laughs) look at me Um, and I think we know that that's why everyone's tuned in. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next one is kind of similar. It's from Joe Paramal, who writes, what can I do to let a long relationship go? Now, before we answer, I want to say there's two ways I think this can, can be answered because I'm not sure if the relationship has been ended yet or mm. if it's over and they're still in the same position as our friend Oki. Oh, boy. I know. Intrigue. Mystery. Mm, what do we... Hmm. Let's take That's... the first one and go with that okay. it's still going on, but they want to get away from it. Um, That's hard. I've been there. Definitely. Um, definitely have been there. That's sometimes really it feels like, oh, I've been in it so long. I guess I have to stay in it. I, I was yes. in something like that. I was with someone for 14 years. Wow. I don't recommend it. Usually, <laughs> it's way too long. It shocks me to this day that it's that long. Oh, boy. That's yeah. <clears throat> that's hard because, you know, you're like, I've spent so much of my life with this person. I gave this person so much of my time. What? It, how am I supposed to do life without giving this person my time? Like, Right. 
Well, and also and you, I, you don't even know any different anymore. After a while, yeah. this is just your, what you do in life. It doesn't matter if there's bed death, which, you know, might have happened. Uh, and it doesn't matter if this happens, this happens. You just sort of get used to stuff. It's kind of like the frog in the frying pan with the, yes. you know. Yeah. But like, I guess my question is like, do we want to be like in that comfortable space all the time? Do we not, do we not want to grow and change? And I, that's what I had to like ask myself. I was like, no, I don't want to do this forever. I don't want to be bored like this or like treated like this forever. You know, there's, yeah. there's, and it's hard because yeah, you have to unlearn how to be with something and how to just be with yourself. And that is so uncomfortable at first. But you have to accept that it's going to be uncomfortable, I think. The longer you're in the relationship, too, it takes a little bit longer to get out of it. So also give yourself some time. So, for instance, with my 14-year thing, it, it definitely took about a year to acclimate to the other side. But also try to have little flings that aren't too serious. That is very key, especially if, as we don't know the answer to this, if the sex wasn't so good either the entire time or towards the end, once you start having some better sex with other people, because guaranteed you will, you won't be so broken up about it. Yes, be a whore. It's fine. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it's fine. It's what got me over mine. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <it's what helps. laughs> I think we both took the same course of action. After yeah, respective... I think so. <laughs> I was like, "Yep, I'm just gonna do this." And. You know, if you're in a spot where you feel you can do that and you're not going to, you know, be uncomfortable with it or do it, like, that's what helped me. You know, you are you are desirable by so many other people that you don't even realize or know yet. And you can't be so, or if it's that mindset, like, this is the only person who's going to love me. Bullshit. Yep. They're not the only person. There are so many people in this world who are going to love you even better than that person did before. Absolutely. And if you're even and, asking, how can I let a long relationship go? It wasn't the right one for you because you want to get out of it. You either want to get out of it or you're out of it and you're still pining for the person. So again, if it is the second option, just know that you're going to meet another person someday and it's all going to work out yes. wonderfully. But meet yourself first. Yeah, that's right. Meet yeah. yourself first. Meet yourself first. You enjoying this? You having a good time? I love it. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> okay, good. You're amazing at this, by the way, too. So. Thank you. You're I welcome. do have things to say. I'm smart <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I blow myself away. I'm like, oh, that was good. That was good, Chrissy. <laughs> really, really good. You're a secret thinker. That's what it is, right? You don't want to let on that you think. But like, it's, it's, it's cool. I'm not going to blow your cover. All right. Don't. I'm gonna scare people with it. <laughs> Which she thinks I too. I know so much. <laughs> she thinks. Oh my god! This bitch. God damn it! No, she thinks. She sings and thinks. Oh, we're doomed. So many yeah. hits. We're doomed. The world's ending. Sorry. <laughs> so we move along to Edie Coronado, who writes: Sometimes being insecure can make you jealous and maybe even hateful towards others who might seem prettier or better than you. My question is, do you have any tips on how to let go of your insecurities and stop comparing to others? Mm. Now, this is a, definitely a very tricky one, but the, and there's a lot of uh, suggestions I th feel that we both have. What do you think? Yeah, I think mm, that is so tricky because I've totally been there. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, that where you really are possibly jealous or really just like want to, 
look like this person or be like this person. You're like, how do you do that? It can so easily turn into hate. Like, I fuck you for that. You're so awesome. Fuck you. Like, and that, I mean, just, I feel like also, you know, growing up, like, as a girl, too, I think a lot of, you know, women or really anybody, anyone, too, though, I think anybody has that, like, mindset of, like, we're always just all put against each other. True. And I, I think what had really gotten me out of that phase of being jealous and also you know it doesn't help when it's like situational things like if you're in a relationship you're constantly getting cheated on or like your friends are treating you like shit and you're like fuck what is it about me that sucks so i'm gonna project how i feel about that onto somebody else and blame them and yeah yeah it's hard and it's hard to catch yourself doing that and like i've done that a million trillion times because of like my own the way i viewed myself and the way i had like little self-worth so many times in my life um but i think what really when you know you you realize that and you're like how do i fix this understanding that like there are going to be a lot of people out there who are going to be doing different things than you who are skilled in different ways than you are and who look different or you know have different people surrounding them and accepting that like that's okay Like, we are different. Like, accepting that difference. Like, that's really awesome. You have this. Let me think about what I have that's really awesome, too. How can I utilize that and make that work for me, you know? Because we're all wonderfully amazing human beings, you know? We all are different. We all have different thoughts and, like, different behaviors and different experiences that we can all speak on that someone else can't say, you know? Right. And I think it's just important to recognize that. And, you know, also just being happy if it's people in your life who are achieving something, like being happy for them because a lot of times their success can benefit you and help you. Especially if you're you're enthusiastically supportive. Yes. Yes. You're... Their success will benefit you. And it's not like, don't use that person for that. But like, you know, be authentic because I think those people can 100% tell when you're not. I mean, that's something that happened to me in one of my old friendships. It just like, I started to gain success and she started to get very, very fucking mad at me. And (laughs) I got to, I got to a point where I was like, this is not cool. Like if the roles were reversed, I would have been happy for you. But your sly comments and jokes about, why I shouldn't have what I have because of my mental health or et cetera, don't fly with me. So I had to cut that off. And, you know, it's a hard thing, jealousy, but it's something we have to unlearn by ourselves because no one's going to really do that for you. It's a really hard thing to manage as well if you're in a position that might be financially stressful or emotionally taxing. Again, this last year is a good example of that overall. Mm-hmm. But you know, in smaller boxes, if you're having some kind of financial pressure and someone else is doing really well, you know, sort of doing similar things to you or something like that, you definitely have to separate those feelings out. And the best way to use jealousy is to look at it and go, okay, why am I feeling like this? What is it about this situation or that person that is triggering this in me? And then from there, 
see how you can improve yourself. And when I say improve yourself, I don't mean that you need to be improved, but improve the way that you look at the situation and see what you can take information-wise from their success and how you can apply it to your own. And then also sometimes look at it and go, wait a second, is that what I even want, what they have? And the key thing is to remember that someone else having success does not mean that something has been taken from you or has been now you, or means that you're now prevented from having your own success. And that's why I think the enthusiastic support is so important because energetically, the more that you're happy for other people, the happier as a person you will be. Yes, that's putting negativity out there is so tiring. Like constantly feeling hatred or anger or jealous. And it's hard sometimes, especially due to a situation, you know, there's multiple situations where I'm like, fuck this person, but do I want to <laughs> fixate on it? Yeah. No, because I'm going to get tired and I'm. it's not going to help me. It's just going to hurt me. Yeah, because the more you obsess about the negative thing and also in your mind paint a picture where you are less than, well, mm-hmm. then you're going to make that happen. I mean, for anyone who believes in manifestation, I happen to it. I believe Christy does as well. Yes. The more you fixate on something, the more you make it real in your life. So while yes. it can be difficult, really try to flip that and be happy for the people maybe that you're feeling jealous of. And also, I want to address the issue of people being better than you. Uh, Edie, we haven't met, but I have a feeling about this. Nobody's better than you. No. Okay? Nobody. Nobody's better than you. So just try to remember that. And it can be difficult, especially when you're obsessing, you're having the loops and spirals. I had a loop and spiral the other night. Tried everything I could. I went to the fucking bakery, got a bunch of stuff. It didn't quite work. Watched some movies. Each one was a stinker, but not the kind of stinker I like. I love terrible movies. It just it didn't work out. I eventually just had to put myself to bed. So some days it's a losing battle. But the next day it was a new morning and um, we started again. Accept the defeat some days. Defeat doesn't make you weak or less than or anything, but you have the opportunity the next day or the next few days to bounce back from it. I think a lot of things is like fixation. Like we are allowed to give ourselves space to feel or yeah, just to feel. We're allowed to give ourselves space to feel. But when we give ourselves way too much space for a way too long period of time we're only hurting ourselves that's right it's the kind of self-indulgence that's actually the most dangerous some people think like maybe using substances or watching tv is indulgence it's not really but that self-indulgence when self-indulgence becomes self-pity you really are in a dangerous spot and the only one who can get you out of that is you yes yes so let's see um Oh, and one last note, uh, as far as how to get rid of your insecurities or to let go of them, I think letting go or releasing them is the only thing you can do because uh, mm. the secret is you never really get rid of them. Uh, they're... <laughs> <laughs> they might get sm- you might shrink them down for a while and then out of the blue one day, they come around and just knock you out. Yeah, and it hurts. <laughs> It hurts like a fucking bitch, <laughs> but yeah. it's going to happen. But be ready for it. Like, accept it when it happens. Be like, shit, I'm feeling this today, but I don't suck. It's just, you know, it's something that I'm going to work on still. And also figuring out what situations maybe trigger that. Yes. And maybe situations you should step away from. And people as well, because there's certain people are sort of low key 
negative about all evil. Some, yes, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. That's why I paused. See, I need I, Chrissy. Thank you. Thank you for that. Loki evil. There are there really are people who are Loki evil, and uh, you don't want to see it sometimes. That's the other thing. And uh, speaking as the both codependents on this show right now, I'd like to mention that sometimes you overlook that stuff and you go, they didn't really mean it like that. They're you know they're mm. no. Guess what? They might mean it they like did. that. Yeah, they did. Have you, have you ever have to be like, they didn't mean it like that. They did. <laughs> they fucking okay. well did. They yeah. fucking did. They wanted you to think that. So yeah. take it as it is. Sometimes you do have to take things right as they are. Back to what you were saying about people being jealous of you and how you felt about that when they were starting to lay some shitty comments on you. I've had that too. And I remember, <clears throat> I remember in particular a person who is very well off. I can't remember what they do for work, but it's like not necessarily exciting, or at least that's what they kept saying, which is weird because I'm like, you're doing well. That's great. And then they were kind of like really negative about what I was doing and kind of trying to minimize it and dismiss it. And I remember thinking, oh, you're out of here. That's that's it. I have yeah. a very I think I have a zero tolerance policy for that now. Not that I always did, Good. but that kind of shit. Mm mm. Nope. As you should, because it's your life, your success, your what you created yourself with your art. And if people want to shit on it, goodbye. Like you do you and it's always the people who are well off too, bitch. Oh my yes. God. It's always the people who have oh, I have so much to say. It's <laughs> Let's always get into the it. people <laughs> who are rich motherfuckers who grew up without a worry in the world, yeah. without an illness in sight. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the minute that, like for me, for example, like I just did not grow up great. Like I did not have, I didn't have money. Like I didn't, there's a lot of shit that happened in my house. Like I basically braced myself. Okay. And I just have this habit of getting becoming friends with people who are so well off financially, which is fine, okay? But don't shove that in my face. And yeah. also like who just like have never experienced like real life things, you know? And mm -hmm. it's always them who have some shit to say about where I am now or how I want to grow. And it's like, oh, how dare I do this all by myself? How dare I developed into a real person through all my experiences rather than like asking mommy and daddy to put a goddamn band-aid on my knee every time I needed it. <laughs> Bitch, I'm right. 20. Like I know that's young, but that's old. Like I was 20 when I was 12. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so fuck off. <laughs> that's a good song lyric, by the way. So we're going to note that, put it aside for later. I'm going to make a song. <laughs> yeah, so I was 20 when I was 12. That's great. Yes, 2012. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't the world supposed to end? <laughs> I think so. 2000, 2012, and then um, a few weeks ago or something. I yeah, think. Something, yeah, something like that. So you're going to make a trilogy. It's great. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the way you express that, too, is so perfect because when they say the mommy and daddy did stuff for them, and it's great, you know, anyone who has a resource to use, wonderful. But then when those same people are resentful of people who did it on their own, made their own thing happen, it's so gross because to me, it's it speaks to this... Um, feeling that they have that they are never going to be able to do what you did and they know that and they're just going to try to take it out on you and usually that's a big huge red flag it's actually like a parade of red flags to just keep them away from you yes it's like what's that word projecting it's projecting Absolutely. and it's nothing to do with me it's nothing to do with you mm -hmm. it's everything to do with how they feel about themselves inside and i'm sorry you feel that way but you can call a therapist and your parents will pay for it Exactly. 
And with those uh, low-key evil people in your life, try to remember that um, they have to be them the rest of their lives. Yeah, sucks. Re- yeah, exactly, exactly. You're in a much better position. That brings us to the end of part one. Now check out part two of Ask Craig and Chrissy.